Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Throughout history, we have always been able to purchase and trade physical items right? Think about it. Things that you might buy. Food, clothing. We buy homes. We buy property. Physical things that are tangible that we can put in our hands and actually hold in our hands. But as the world continues to change and evolve with technology, we're evolving into the digital space. So how do we own something that you cannot physically hold in your hands? You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres, award-winning Latina personal finance expert. I didn't always have my financial shit together, but when I started looking for POC-friendly personal finance podcasts, I couldn't find any. And so Yo Quiero Dinero was born. On this show, I'll show you how to make dinero, how to keep your dinero, and most importantly, how to make it grow. Each week, I'm connecting you with the most brilliant minds in the world of money and business, so you can learn about investing, entrepreneurship, and building wealth. The best part? I'm dishing up all this knowledge with a sassy side of sazón. So if you're ready to be poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Hola, mi gente. Welcome back to Yo Quiero Dinero, the podcast. This is your host, Janice, and you are listening to episode 124, WTF is an NFT with Lisa Mayer of Boss Beauties. Lisa Mayer is an entrepreneur, speaker, and philanthropist with a heart for making a difference. She is CEO of My Social Canvas and co-founder of Boss Beauties. In September 2021, Lisa launched Boss Beauties with her husband, Anthony. Boss Beauties reminds women that they can be everything that they want to be. 
In just a short amount of time, Boss Beauties has been featured on the NASDAQ Tower in Times Square and is the first NFT to be displayed at the New York Stock Exchange. This historic NFT funded a scholarship to be awarded to women and girls in honor of Louise Jones, the youngest woman to ever have a seat on the New York Stock Exchange. You can learn more about Lisa and Boss Beauties at bossbeauties.com. Okay, mi gente, so you know this show is all about empowering you to understand dinero and basically like everything that's happening with money is fast evolving in this world where technology and finances meet. So I wanted to have this introductory episode for you to start getting familiar with what the hell is an NFT? Why are people even talking about this? And I think it's prudent for us to start off the episode with some definitions because this space, cryptocurrency, NFTs, all this, you know, metaverse stuff comes with a lot of words that frankly, I was like, what the fuck are we talking about? So let's start off with some commonly used terminology and some terminology that you're actually going to hear on this episode. Okay, so first let's start off with NFT. What does that stand for? So NFT stands for non-fungible token. Oh my God, what is that? So non-fungible basically means that something is unique and it cannot be replaced with something else. For example, a Bitcoin is fungible. When you trade one Bitcoin for another, you're going to have the exact same thing. On the other hand, think of like a one-of-a-kind painting or a one-of-a-kind trading card. That is non-fungible. If you were to trade that, you would get something completely different. So up until this moment, NFTs have primarily been useful like in the art world. So it's a way for collectors to verify the authenticity of an asset that they're buying to make sure that they're not buying a copy. So think about an NFT as like an original Picasso or a Monet or the Mona Lisa. If you own that original artwork and it's authenticated, right? And that usually happens with like experts analyzing the painting and certifying that it's real. So think about it the same way for NFTs. That NFT is attached to a piece of artwork or a piece of music that verifies that it's actually real. So if you wanted to sell it in the future, you have that proof of authenticity, right? I can go on Amazon and buy a copy, a print copy of like the Mona Lisa, but guess what? I can't sell it. The original Mona Lisa is sitting in the Louvre in Paris. So it's kind of the same thing. You have to think about an NFT is essentially a certificate of authenticity in the digital space that is certifying that a digital piece of art or music or whatever else in the future that we're going to be buying in the metaverse, it's certifying that that thing is real, that it is owned by someone, and only that person who owns the NFT can then sell it on the digital marketplace. Now, speaking of blockchain, let's talk about what the hell a blockchain is. At its most basic, a blockchain is a list of transactions that anyone can view and verify. For example, the Bitcoin blockchain contains a record of every time someone has ever sent or received a Bitcoin. Cryptocurrencies and the blockchain technology that powers them makes it possible to transfer value online without the need for a bank or a credit card company. This is why people like cryptocurrency. For those folks who don't want involvement with banks and governments and organizations, cryptocurrency has an appeal because the blockchain is managed by volunteers, if you will. There are tons of high-powered computers all over the world that are manned by volunteers of these networks, 
and they are constantly working and checking to secure the accuracy of the blockchain in exchange for contributing their computing power to maintaining the blockchain the network rewards these volunteers with a small amount of digital currency so that's how they incentivize folks to be responsible stewards of the blockchain now if you want a visualization think about it like this imagine that you have a long chain with an anchor at the bottom in this case every link of that chain is a chunk of information that contains blockchain transactional data. At the top of the chain, you're going to see what happened today. And as you move down the chain, you're going to see older transactions and older transactions. And if you go all the way to the bottom where the anchor is sitting at the bottom of the ocean, you will have seen every single transaction in the history of that cryptocurrency. So what gives blockchain its powerful security advantages is the fact that it is open, it is transparent, it shows an entire cryptocurrency's history, and if anybody were to try to manipulate it, it would basically cause the link to break and the entire network would see what happened. That is essentially how a blockchain works. Now, I do encourage you to read more about it, learn more, find out who invented it. There's so much to learn, y'all. So much to learn. All right, but let's move on to our next definition. So to purchase NFTs, you have to use cryptocurrency. So cryptocurrency NFTs are two intricately linked new forms of, you know, technology, investing, and they're both evolving in real time. So NFTs you purchase with cryptocurrency, typically it can be Ethereum, but there's a bunch of different cryptocurrencies that exist that enable you to purchase NFTs. And there is also a fee that is charged by the blockchain network in order to execute transactions on NFTs. So the first definition I want you to know is called gas or gas fees. Gas is the price that you're going to pay for making a transaction on a blockchain. So when you're buying an NFT, what's going to happen is you're going to see the price of the NFT plus the gas fees that are going to be required for you to execute the transaction on a blockchain. For a cryptocurrency like Solana, gas is pretty cheap, so you're not going to pay a ton of fees. But with Ethereum, which is one of the most common types of cryptocurrency to use to buy NFTs, it's not unheard of for you to potentially pay more in gas fees to actually execute that transaction than the actual value of the NFT. So be aware, that number fluctuates and it's all dependent on the activity on a specific network. So on any cryptocurrency network, when you have low activity, which means a lot of people aren't doing transactions, you're typically going to pay less fees. But when a network is buzzing and there's a lot of activity, a lot of transactions, those fees are going to add up. And that's one of the biggest complaints that people have, especially newcomers, about the NFT space. But just how many freaking fees you have to pay to make these things happen. Another definition is the floor or floor price. The floor price of a project is the lowest price at which you can buy an NFT from that project on the secondary market. So it's a popular metric for tracking a project's performance over time and its relative success compared to others. As the floor price of a project goes up, that basically means that the value of all of the content in that project is going up and it's an indication of the popularity and success, if you will, of any specific NFT project. Another term you'll hear is minting. When you're buying a completely new NFT from a creator, you are minting it. It's basically the process of creating that NFT on the blockchain. You can only mint something once, 
Once it's created, you can then resell it on secondary marketplaces like OpenSea. That's one of the most common ones, but there are several different marketplaces for secondary sales of NFTs, and there are actively new marketplaces being created. An important thing to know is that this area can be full of shady ass shit going on. And if you are unfortunate enough to experience what's called a rug pull, which I hope you will never experience, it's essentially a scam where people behind a seemingly legit NFT project disappear with all of your money directly after a launch. Now, you might get an actual NFT in return for what you paid, but it's more than likely worthless and not even tradable on a secondary marketplace. FYI, I got rug pulled the first time I was dealing with an NFT and I ended up purchasing a fake. So just know that this shit happens to even people who allegedly have their shit together, right? (laughs) And uh, yeah, not fun, but you know, I did give myself some play money to figure out NFTs and I just saw that as the cost of an education. It was like 150 bucks, you know, shitty, but it could have been a lot worse. So those are a couple definitions. I definitely invite you to learn much more about NFTs before you decide to dabble in this space. I'm gonna link some really cool resources in the episode show notes. And of course, as always, just know this information is for educational purposes only and does not constitute any professional financial advice. Make sure to talk to a licensed professional before you make any important financial decisions. Now with that, let's go to the show. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to remind you to follow us on social. If you're loving this podcast and you want more community, you want to find out more about our events and all the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and everywhere else you love to hang out on the internet. If you're loving this podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review if you listen to us on Apple. It's the easiest way to share our podcast with people that you know and love, and it helps us get discovered by amazing listeners like you. So take a moment, leave us a review, share us with your friends and family, subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and make sure to check out our blog, YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list and you'll never miss an episode. Plus, you get exclusive invitations to our live events, special discounts for our digital courses, and as always, our best personal finance tips and advice to help you be poderosa with your dinero. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get into the episode. Lisa, welcome so much to Yo Quiero Dinero. I cannot wait for this conversation. We're going to be diving into NFTs and why I am so inspired by the work that you're doing in this space. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor. I've been following all the work that you've been doing. And as soon as I checked out your podcast and your story and your journey, I was so honored and I'm really excited to chat with you today. So thank you. Absolutely. It is a really exciting time, I think, for people in the investment space. I think back to when I started investing 2007 at this point, which was like, you know, perfect divine timing, the freaking recession, a couple of months later, new grad, and the whole idea of just investing was super overwhelming. So now as a more seasoned investor, I'm learning more about alternative investments like NFTs, like cryptocurrency, but I think I find myself a little bit of a unicorn still in this space. And so that's why I want to have this discussion with you, because it's important for me to give information that I think is worth exploring through this podcast, especially since we serve so many people of color. 
So before we hop into the NFT discussion, I'd first just love to know a little bit more about you. Tell us who you are, how you got into this space. How did this happen? You know, when I started Boss Beauties, I started it as an extension of a lot of the work that I had been doing for the last decade through My Social Canvas. So about 10 years ago, I started a company called My Social Canvas, which is on a mission to mentor the next generation of women and girls, Gen Z women from all over the world. We've done a lot of work in mentorship. Women in our community come from the U.S. and 15 different countries. And part of what I was passionate about and mentoring them in is actually financial literacy. That's a part of what we've been doing for many years. But it's something I'm really passionate about. And to answer your question, no, I did not predict that at some point I would start this NFT project that's now evolving into a global brand that empowers women. I mean, it's happened very quickly, really, in the last year. We officially launched Boss Beauties at the very end of September, and it's been about three months that we've officially been live. Although in the NFT space, things happen very quickly, as you know, the pace of the space is moving very fast. But no, I didn't anticipate it. A little of the origin story is that I was researching the NFT space with my husband. So he got into the space before I did. And we started researching everything that was happening. And we saw all these incredible projects getting off the ground with NFTs, amazing artwork, amazing entrepreneurs getting into NFTs. And we thought, why not? dive into the space in a very authentic way and genuine way that connects back with my personal passion and um, mission, which is to empower and equip Gen Z women and empower women and girls all over the world. And so with that being said, Boss Beauties was launched. And Boss Beauties, it's really reminding women that they can be everything they want to be. If you look at our collection, again, it's an extension of my social canvas, but we have women that are astronauts, CEOs, artists, scientists, you name it. And we have women that are in all different professions and careers, and we want them to know that they can be everything, right? They're not defined just as an entrepreneur. They could love art. They could have many different passions. So that's how Boss Beauties was born. That is amazing. And you were speaking my language because I love the motto of Boss Beauties that a woman can be whatever she wants, right? That's what we talk about here on the podcast. We're all about breaking barriers, breaking those glass ceilings, and just really reimagining what we are capable of. So I love the mission. Can you tell us a little bit more about my social canvas just for folks who might not have familiarity with the organization? Absolutely. So now, by the way, we're actually transitioning my social canvas to a nonprofit. We've officially done that. We're going to be continuing our work through Boss Beauties, and then a portion of the proceeds will go back to fund our mentorship program and scholarships. But my social canvas, it really started through my passion of education and mentorship. I actually went to college to be a teacher. So I didn't go to business school. I didn't have formal training in business or entrepreneurship, but education and mentorship were my passion. And I started my social canvas to do just that. Some of the things that we did early on is we started a mentorship program where we taught young women 
about entrepreneurship. We brought them behind the scenes in our company to be involved in launching products and marketing them and sharing the story. One of the things we did is we launched iPhone cases at Verizon stores, but these weren't just any iPhone case. The iPhone cases were designed by young women, Gen Z women, and we incorporated their designs into the phone cases, and then we shared their story. So when you picked up your iPhone case at Verizon, you know, the box, the packaging shared these Gen Z designers who are super talented and brilliant. And then a portion of the proceeds went back to actually fund the Gen Z women to fund their dreams and their aspirations. So we gave back a portion of the proceeds to them as the designers. That's just one example, but there's so many different things we did. We're helping them learn about entrepreneurship and business, bringing young women behind the scenes at major companies to meet rock star women, role models, like inspiring women in different industries. We brought them to the New York Stock Exchange, to the floor of the Stock Exchange, to see the opening bell and meet different role models. We brought them to Fashion Week, to hear from role models at Apple and Google and different companies, Olympic athletes, just meeting, having access. I don't know about you, but I think access is a big thing that helps young women, right? To get access to a mentor, a role model at their dream company that maybe they couldn't find a way in the door to meet that person traditionally, right? So that's something we do. No, absolutely. That's such a big part of, I think, a responsibility that we have as people who have access to rooms and conversations that maybe not everybody has. I think it's almost an obligation like to pull people with us, right? I'm so against like this idea of gatekeeping, which I think is very typical of a lot of spaces where we don't see a whole lot of diversity in women, right? You know, the financial space is very much so. And I would argue that the tech space and the overall investment space is also like that. So I think it's really important, the work that you're doing. And so I want to dive into, first, let's talk about the first thoughts you had around Boss Beauties and like how you actually decided what was going to be the signature look of your art, sourcing your actual talent. Like what did that process look like? Yeah. And the space was so new. So it was a lot of just figuring things out as we go. I know that sometimes people describe entrepreneurship as you are flying the plane or even thinking about skydiving, right? It's like you're flying the plane, you're jumping out of the plane and you're figuring out how to get that parachute to work as it's falling through the (laughs) air, right? So a lot of it was figuring it out as we go. Again, the space is moving so fast. But first, one of the things we did is came up with the concept behind the collection that a woman can be everything she wants. There were other incredible NFT collections launching and we wanted to come up with a unique concept that was different then those and the other collections are incredible as well. But we wanted to come up with what would the theme be, right? And so we came up with a lot of the careers. We came up with the mission behind the collection and just all the different traits that we had. We had to code and program all the traits together to make 10,000 NFTs that are programmed together with the different hairstyles and the backgrounds and the colors, everything coming together. So we researched how to do all of that. We found an incredible artist who I think is just amazing. Her name is Marion Ben Lisa. 
She's from France and we found her actually on Behance and just looked at her portfolio. And I loved the way that she had already been creating portraits of women and strong women, diverse women from all over the world. And so we reached out to her and the rest was history. And then we started creating our community, which is a big part of the NFT space. So we were starting from scratch, but we decided we would tell the story of My Social Canvas and kind of the, the mission and the purpose that we have behind Boss Beauties to really get the collection launched. Yeah, that's amazing. And I love just this idea of figuring out how this whole thing works as you're doing it. I think what stops a lot of especially new entrepreneurs is the information overwhelm and this tendency to feel like you got to have everything figured out before you start. And no, I promise you, you're absolutely capable of building on the fly and pivoting and doing all the stuff that is normal in our field. So that's amazing. Okay, so let's get into the technical stuff around NFTs, because I think there's still a lot of skepticism from the general public as to the longevity of these things, what's the actual use of these things. So let's start off with just the basics. What exactly is an NFT? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. So in one of the things that I often do is I think about who I'm speaking to. Sometimes I'll use different examples of how NFTs are used, the use case for different people. If someone is familiar with investing or is already really involved in the stock market, 
I might use examples through that. Or if you're an art collector, sometimes I'll bring that up as well. But here's a little bit about what an NFT is. So throughout history, we have always been able to purchase and trade physical items, right? Think about it. Things that you might buy, food, clothing, we buy homes, we buy property, physical things that are tangible that we can put in our hands and actually hold in our hands. But as the world continues to change and evolve with technology, we're evolving into the digital space. So how do we own something that you cannot physically hold in your hands, right? I think that's what everybody's just like, what the hell is the point? I can't actually have a physical copy of this, <laughs> right? No, I mean, and actually in the very beginning, I had skepticism as well, but then I started really researching the space. So throughout history, it's always been physical goods that we can prove I own this phone or I own this laptop or whatever it might be, right? But with the digital space, this is where NFTs come in. So for the first time, we are able to use technology called the blockchain to create a unique digital certificate that is attached to a digital good, whether that is an image, which is what our collection is made of with digital artwork, right? Or it could be a music file, it could be a video, or anything else digital that you can think of, right? And I'm sure that will evolve as well, right? But the certificate for that digital good, if it's a boss beauty, that certificate would be public and tracked on the blockchain, you know, buildings full of computers all around the world, which is really cool. So you can prove that someone owns that specific NFT. For instance, I have one of the NFTs. We just had an NFT actually displayed at the New York Stock Exchange. Amazing. So talk about breaking glass ceilings. Our Boss Beauties NFTs are the first NFTs to be displayed at the New York Stock Exchange in their art hall. But the physical goods that are on the walls are not just the NFT, right? We made a physical replica of it, but those NFTs are all traded on the blockchain. So someone else owns that actual NFT. So for the first time ever now, we can prove who owns that digital good. And we're able to buy and sell and trade digital assets like a Boss Beauty, a digital piece of art, because we can prove who owns it. It's a really exciting part of technology and evolution right now that we're in the very beginning. So if you're here, if you're in this space, you're very early. If you're listening to this podcast and this conversation right now, you're still very early too. But you know, a lot of research has been done and many people believe this is really the next internet boom or the next social media you know, boom, if you look at those two historical parts of history, right, the internet, social media, those are two main things that just have taken off. And now social media is a huge part of all of our lives, right? It's an early stage that we're in. One of the things I would add is that we see NFTs as a transfer of wealth. So if you're getting into NFTs, some people buy NFTs as an investment where then they can later sell those NFTs and make more money and then getting into cryptocurrencies as well. So it's really exciting. And why I'm passionate about it is because I don't want people to miss out on this. We want to diversify the space and bring more people into it, especially women and people of color, yeah. so that they don't miss out 
on yeah. this new phase that we're getting into. It's amazing watching this stuff happen in real time, right? I think that's just such a unique opportunity that folks have to really watch the technology as it flourishes, right? Like the same thing with the metaverse and crypto 10, 20 years ago, which is like, you couldn't even imagine these things. So I think it helps for me to think about the NFTs as like a digital certificate of authenticity, Mm -hmm. Right. So it's very easy to think of like if you own a Picasso, you'll have some proof that it's authentic. You'll have some proof of ownership. And then when you want to sell it later, very easy to do that. So I think what confuses people is just like, well, if it's a digital piece of art, why can't I just do control C, copy it and I have it, too? But I think what's important to understand is like, sure, you can have a copy, but you can't actually sell that. Right. That's the difference. So the ownership is what the focus should be, not necessarily, oh my God, somebody else can have this saved on their computer. They can have a million different versions of the same art, if you will, but the ownership lies with a single entity. Exactly. You've really touched on a key part to this. And I love the comparison that you're making to physical artwork. If you have a Picasso or whatever that painting might be, right? You can buy that painting at one price and then you might later resell it to someone else and make a profit on it. And you are the you're the owner and that's an original piece of artwork, right? And you're so right. I mean, someone can absolutely take a screenshot of an NFT or find that music file, you know, and download it, but you're able to sell it as the original owner and make a profit on it. And there's proof that you own that. I mean, we won't get into that much of it here, but if you have proof that you own that NFT and later there's different agreements people have with NFTs, if someone uses that NFT, that artwork on merchandise or a product, it depends on the project. And I won't dive in too deep on it right now, but that owner could potentially get licensing fees for that IP because they're the owner of it right now, right? And it's proven on the blockchain. So there are a lot of different types of utility and use cases for owning that NFT. I saw an interesting story on Twitter where I think it was a Bored Apes Yacht Club character is they signed a book deal, like they're creating this whole memoir of a character. And it's just like, it sounds hilarious, but it's also just like whoever owns that NFT is just very much like imagining all the possibilities that there are when you own this art, those things like royalties and licensing fees and all that stuff. It's just, it's amazing. So I think another question that people have is like, what actually makes an NFT valuable? What gives it its value and why should people think about exploring this? Yeah. I mean, some of that really comes in with what the community values that NFT or supply and demand, right? What people will pay for it. There's so many factors that come in, but some of the things that we've noticed that have increased the value of our NFTs are partnerships that we've announced, or even having the first NFTs displayed at the New York Stock Exchange. We noticed when we made that announcement and showed that our NFTs were on display there, and then the people that own the NFTs that are physically on display, that increased the value of their NFT. Right. So we had one of our NFTs on display at the stock exchange. It was on display outside 
the boardroom that honors the very first woman to ever have a seat on the New York Stock Exchange, which gave me the chills. It was such an honor to have our NFT displayed there. And we auctioned that NFT off so that the person that bid on that and got that NFT, they paid the highest price that we had seen on one of our NFTs for that one NFT. So that's something we noticed is that having that NFT displayed at the stock exchange, making history, drove up the value for that NFT. But I would say there's so many different factors that come in. Sometimes it's the supply and demand or if that one NFT is promoted by a celebrity or an influencer or a brand, a major brand gets in, like Visa bought a CryptoPunk. Arizona Ice Tea came in and got a Bored Ape Yacht Club. So it just depends on the situation, but there's many things that I see the NFT community using to put value on various NFTs as well. Yeah. And one of the words that you mentioned in our conversation was this idea of community. So I think it's also important to know that there are certain perks, if you will, that maybe a specific community that is creating NFTs will give you access to. Like Board Apes Yacht Club, I think gives you party access to like yacht parties or whatever. So it all depends on what you're being offered as a member of that community and how much value you see in that network of the people that you might be meeting and those sorts of things. With our NFTs, we're working a lot of things out so that you'll get access to events, to meet really inspiring people in business or different industries. There's so much that we're working into our strategy and what we're building, but absolutely. I mean, there's an example people have used that NFTs give you access to something like a Soho house, or it's a community. It's something where you can network and meet people. And a really good example is Gary V with VCon. If you have one of his V friends, you'll get access to three years of going to VCon, where you'll hear from some of the most inspiring leaders in business in different industries. So that's an example that people have used as well. All right. So how do you actually make an NFT? <laughs> do you go on like Microsoft Paint to make a beautiful image and like upload it somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> so technically, I mean, you could make an NFT however you'd like. We've seen people minting a screenshot of their tweet or something, you know, it could be anything really. But, you know, what value you might get for that NFT really depends on your community if there's a demand for that NFT, whatever that might be, right? So really, you could mint anything and create an NFT and put it on the blockchain. The sky's the limit, right? If you have a purpose or something you want to achieve with it, advice I give to people is before diving really in and starting something, do your research. Think about what you want to achieve with your NFTs. So for instance, it took us several months of research to look into the space. And then when we decided to start Boss Beauties as an extension of our work in mentorship and educating women and girls, we came up with something that was very authentic and genuine to our passions. Because we see this as the next evolution of My Social Canvas. It was a pivot for us. And we came up with something that was really genuine to our passions and interests. So absolutely, but you could create anything. You could take a screenshot of something, anything, and you could mint it. But if you really want to do something in the space, I suggest people think about their passions, think about what's genuine and authentic for them. And that's where you get started. So 
So if you're someone who's interested in buying or selling an NFT, where does this typically happen as far as like platforms? We'll also talk about the tie between NFTs and cryptocurrency and kind of how you have to prepare to be able to purchase these things. Totally. So there's many marketplaces online where you can buy NFTs, trade NFTs. OpenSea is one of the larger platforms, especially for collectibles. Boss Beauties is considered, or as you mentioned, Board Ape Yacht Club and some of the larger collections. But there's many other platforms. There's Rarible. I can't list all of them right now, but there's so many out there. I could share a list with you that you could share with your community as well. Coinbase is actually launching their own marketplace where you can buy NFTs and trade them, which is going to be huge for the space. There's many platforms out there and they're growing. I mean, actually OpenSea, the growth that they've experienced, I don't have the stat in front of me, but I know that their volume actually surpassed Etsy at the end of the summer. I don't have the exact month or the exact statistic written down, but to give you an idea, you know, the volume that these platforms are experiencing is very exponential growth. Yeah. So there's many platforms to check out for sure. And then you had mentioned about your digital wallet. Um, We have some videos on our website on Boss Beauties, and I can share that link with your community, but it's an NFT 101 page. And we explain how you can buy Ethereum, which is the type of crypto that you would need to get a Boss Beauty, but there's other types of crypto, how to set up your digital wallet, There's a lot of tips and we even have a tutorial and kind of an NFT education session that we could share with your community as well. But one thing I would say is to really do your research, make sure that everything is secure. You never want to share your seed phrase or, you know, there's different passwords that you definitely don't want to share since everything's online here. It's different than getting, going to the bank and, you know, taking out money, right? So the security is important. And some of the tips that we have on our website would really help. Yeah. So I've noticed that as this space continues to grow, there's also more news around people being taken advantage of and scams in the NFT space. So as somebody who's very familiar with like how this works, what are some red flags that people should be looking for when they are researching an NFT project? Many times um, we see people coming in and trying to take advantage of the momentum that a various NFT project has. Someone will come in, they'll put out a link for a mint for that project when that project has already minted their collection, or it depends on the situation, but I don't want to scare people. Definitely jump into the space and learn about it and do your research. It's not something to be scared of, but definitely to pay attention to, right? So privacy is really important in this space, making sure that you write down your seed phrase and a lot in all your account information, writing it down on a piece of paper, putting it somewhere in your home where no one can get access to it, just keeping it safe and secure. And when you're online, not sharing that information with anyone, right? There might be a link that you think there's a mint happening or a launch is happening and you don't want to give out those passwords or that information to someone online. Be careful in the software that you install on your computer. Don't give out your wallet keys or passwords. And one suggestion that I would have is Ledger, which is a hard wallet where you can keep your cryptocurrency. So that hard wallet is something that will keep it really safe and secure as well. 
That's good to know because I think what scares people is you hear the horror stories and then it's just like, well, that must mean that it's all a scam. And no, I think it just requires a lot of due diligence on your part, mm -hmm. right? Like the same way that you would research where you're going to buy a home, what the neighborhood's like, you know, what the school's like. You got to put as much, if not more effort into understanding what exactly are you investing in? Who are the people behind this project? What is the mission? Do they have social proof? Do they have good reviews? I mean, like mm -hmm. it requires you to do a lot of that self-research. And sometimes I think that's overwhelming, but I think it's a gradual process you need to get to, to be in a space where you're comfortable to start making these alternative investments. Okay. So as far as red flags for projects, what would you say are some things to look out for? That's a great question. Yeah. I mean, when I get involved in another project, there are a lot of things that I look for um, personally. So I'll look at the project and look at the team and try to get to know the team and who's behind that project, right? So if someone founded or started an NFT project or collection and they're not doxxed or you know, they've shared who they are, you can find information about that person. I love to look them up on LinkedIn or see if there's any articles about the work they've been doing prior to getting involved in the NFT space. Maybe they started a business or they were an artist before they got into NFTs as well. So I love to look up their history and what they've been building and working on. It gives me more confidence that that project, you know, will be around for a while and you could see their history or their track record in business or another industry. So yeah. that's some of the tips I would share, you know, do your research. A lot of times people have FOMO, they get into the NFT space. And it's very exciting. The space is exciting, right? And you can get swept up with all the excitement. I really suggest you do your research and FOMO can be fun, but you know, <laughs> really do that research and look into that collection or project before you jump in. Yeah. And when investing in something, keep in mind that it is something where the return on that NFT might not be there, but then it could be. So just thinking of it a little bit like stock or investing yeah. is really helpful as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's also important to note, just because a celebrity is behind a project doesn't necessarily mean that you should automatically invest in it because chances are they're hiring some third-party organization to actually launch this project. They're not actually doing it themselves. And so I've heard some horror stories about folks who invested in something because a celebrity was behind it, and then it ended up not panning out the way that it would. So just using that scrutiny, being a cautious optimist, but also doing your research, I think is just the best way to go when we're talking about investing in anything. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And when we launched Boss Beauties, we made it a point to make sure that we shared what we had been doing before launching Boss Beauties. We wanted to be very open and transparent with our community. So we shared, here is our LinkedIn. Here is the work we've been doing through My Social Canvas before starting Boss Beauties. You can look up articles that we've written in the past or features we've had with My Social Canvas in the past. And you can look up all the work we've been doing and you can see our history and that, you know, this is something we're genuinely passionate about is mentoring women and helping the next generation of women. So yeah. it's something I love to see when other projects share their story or, or what they've been doing before starting that project as well. Yeah, that's really good to know. And I think the community appreciates that transparency because it makes it much easier to 
start to trust and build the relationship, which you hope is a long-term partnership. But when somebody gets involved in the boss beauties world, it's not like a one and done thing. You become this member of this awesome community. So I think that's a really important way to start building that. Mm-hmm. So what do you say to people who might be like, this is just the next fad, you know, a couple years from now, we're just going to be looking back at the story of NFTs and be like, yeah, that was whatever, a bubble. What are your thoughts? Do you think this is actually the future of art and collectibles? And if so, why? I absolutely do. And I thought a lot about that before I even got into the space. But some of what I noticed that I could see it was something that would be a long-term space or industry I started noticing a lot of the larger brands and companies getting into the space as well. So I was researching it. I was reading business publications on Forbes and Business Insider and many other places where I could see analysts predicting that this was very much like the internet or the social media boom. But then I saw companies entering the space. You know, I saw Visa getting into the space just as one example, of course, right? There are a lot of people entering the space and a lot of these companies, they make very calculated moves. They have teams that are researching and looking at the climate and business and before they make a move. So there are a lot of things that show me this space is around and it's going to continue to evolve. And I see it as a space that people can make an impact through. Like our project through Boss Beauties, we're able to expand our impact and raise more funds to mentor women, raise more scholarships. So I see it as a place where people will get in, you know, to make a social impact and give back through this space as well. But absolutely, I see it as something that's here to stay. And just looking at many of the brands and companies that are getting involved as well is really exciting. And you can see that they see the potential in it as well. So do you think that NFTs could be used for investments, like long-term investments? I know you mentioned it could be a wealth transfer tool. So what would you see happening? Would you see like people putting NFTs in their like trusts and wills for their children? Like how would this work? (laughs) That's such a great question. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people gifting. This is amazing. I've seen people gifting boss beauties to their daughters or their wives or, you know, women that they mentor, people in their life that they really care about and love. They're gifting our NFTs almost like they might give stock or give a trust fund or something, you know, something to invest in their financial future. So I absolutely see that. And absolutely, I see it as something that will become kind of the norm that people are putting it in a trust or willing it down to their family members, things of that nature. As the space grows and evolves, it's a way that people can invest in assets for their family members and gifts to those they love as well. One of the things that I have found personally frustrating in this space is how damn expensive it is to buy NFTs. Like when we're talking about gas fees and minting fees and all this stuff, it can feel prohibitive. So what is being done from your knowledge to make this a more accessible thing for folks, right? Because the barrier to entry just feels a little out of reach for some. That's a great question. So Many of the things that we're thinking about as well is how do we get the next generation, Gen Z women, to get involved? We've thought about gifting some of our NFTs to women in our community, right? You know, that might not have the funds to 
purchased them, but also we've seen people in our community gifting them to women and girls that in their life, like I said, that are special to be able to give them that entry point. But I would also say when NFTs first launch, the mint fee at initial launch is often a lot lower. So I could see that as a good entry fee. And there's other NFTs that I believe there were some NFTs that just minted for free, where people could get in and get that NFT now. And then later, you know, it'll accrue in value as well. I think there's a lot that's happening. I think there will be other things that happen as well. Like I said, NFTs have the potential to really provide social impact. So collaborations with nonprofits or organizations that can gift the NFTs or even sponsor the NFTs to give to people as well. There's a lot that we could do. And those are things that I'm constantly thinking about. So if you have ideas, I'd love to hear them or anyone in your community that wants to suggest as well. So it's something we've been thinking a lot about as well. Yeah, I think what's interesting is just that the cryptocurrency space and the NFT space are both kind of evolving and they're becoming more mainstream. So I feel like as more people get involved, they're going to demand more of both of these groups of people. They're going to demand lower fees from the cryptocurrency standpoint. They're going to demand more access, more diversity in the NFT space. And so I think it's really exciting to watch. And I hope that folks are super inspired by this conversation to just want to learn more about you and about Boss Beauty. So for folks who want to find out more, where's the best place for us to do that? Absolutely. So we are on Twitter as Boss Beauties NFT. And then we are also online at bossbeauties.com. And there's a great link on our site. If you go to bossbeauties.com and you go on the button that says learn, click on learn and it will bring you to the NFT 101 page where we explain a little bit about what an NFT is. We have some videos and tutorials with NFT education, an NFT how-to session, how to do research, privacy, just tips on how to set up your wallet. So I'd say that's a good place to check out. And then there's another section of our site. If anyone wants to get involved, we have our mentorship program and we have a lot of events and campaigns that we're doing that we'd love to share with everyone too. So absolutely, we'd love to have you involved. <laughs> we invite you to be a part of the Boss Beauties family. Yes. And I will make sure to link all of that in the episode show notes so that you guys can check it out. Lisa, thank you so much for gracing us, honoring us with your presence. Thank you for the work that you are doing to make this such a more inclusive space for women. And I am just so excited to see what is next for Boss Beauties. I am sending you so much love and appreciation and, and just thank you for everything that you do. Well, thank you. I mean, the honor is mine. I'm so honored to be here. I love the work that you're doing. I think you're incredible. So I love the fact that we got to have this chat and conversation and anything that we can do to share more about the space and educate people and you know, just help people get involved. I'm really passionate about it. Like I said, I see it as a transfer of wealth and an opportunity. I want to diversify the space. So I love that. Excited to be here. And yes. I'm giving you a huge hug. <laughs> Sending you so much love. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you are ready to take your dinero to the next level, sign up for our free 14-page guide, The Financially Lit Latina, the ultimate blueprint for becoming poderosa with your dinero. This 14-page guide includes our best tips on money mindset, budgeting, debt repayment, career, investing, financial independence, side hustles, and more. And you can get it completely free. So to get your copy of the Financially Lit Latina, just head over to YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start. That's YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start and start transforming your dinero story today. Until next time, stay empowered, stay inspired, and stay poderosa. On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated contents constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.